Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Many folks in Maine know that Maine is the only state in the Union that borders just one other state. Otherwise, Canada and the ocean, both international borders, are our other borders. That means that most, if not all, of Maine is within 100 miles of a U.S. national border. While we may not feel that makes much difference in day-to-day life, it does put much or all of the state in the 100-mile zone in which Customs and Border Protection, or CBP for short, can do pretty much what it wants in the name of border protection, including things like conducting stops of cars on highways to do customs or citizenship checks, climbing aboard long-haul buses and demanding to see proof of citizenship, and taking pictures of the license plates of every car on the road at any time without any warrant or warning. This license plate capture practice has been in place for years, although those of us who drive on main roads probably have no idea that their license plates, cars, and very possibly the people in the cars can be photographed, and the photo, along with the location and the time of the photograph, then goes into a CBP database, which of course can be shared with a number of other government agencies. But now, in addition to CBP's own camera systems, the agency has begun buying license plate reader data generated by commercial vendors. And those vendors, of course, have data from all over the country. CPB does not have authority to capture that kind of data itself. This type of situation is becoming more common among law enforcement agencies in the U.S. these days. The FBI, as well as ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, are also using commercial data services, as are a number of state and local police agencies. Why? Because they can, and because those agencies cannot gather that type of personal information legally unless they obtain a warrant which, as you may imagine, is not likely to happen to surveil every car on the road without any probable cause that all those drivers are getting ready to commit or have committed a crime. Private entities have no such Fourth Amendment protections to worry about. So, voila, for law enforcement agencies, it's an end run around Fourth Amendment protections that is paid for by us U.S. taxpayers. At any rate, accessing these commercial license plate reader databases made it necessary for CBP to publish a new, quote, privacy impact assessment for the CBP license plate reader technology, end quote. The agency did so on July 6, 2020. We'll put a link to the 17-page document on the webpage for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru.org. It is definitely a document worth reading, but in case you don't get around to it, here's a quick and dirty summary. There is no practical way for Customs and Border Protection to notify people who are passing CBP cameras that their license plate numbers are being recorded so that CBP can get their consent to be photographed. Thus, this particular privacy impact statement will have to serve as notice that this could happen. And there is, of course, no way to announce when and where cameras will be located in case people might not want to participate 
in this license plate reader program. Furthermore, there's no way to separate cars that may be under some suspicion from all the other cars on the road. So if you don't want your whereabouts recorded and added to a government database for at least five years, your one and only alternative is don't drive. If you want to find out if your car was photographed at some particular place or day or time, you can always file a Federal Freedom of Information Act request. Best of luck obtaining any useful information from CBP via that route. Reading the process and exceptions in the Privacy Impact Assessment will not be inspirational should you wish to get personal information from CBP. The recent CBP Privacy Impact Assessment includes this information. Quote, The Privacy Act of 1974 articulates concepts of how the federal government should treat individuals and their information and imposes duties upon federal agencies regarding the collection, use, dissemination, and maintenance of personally identifiable information. End quote. And a little bit further on, quote, In response to this obligation, the DHS, that's the Department of Homeland Security, the DHS Privacy Office developed a set of fair information practice principles from the underlying concept of the Privacy Act to encompass the full breadth and diversity of the information and interactions of DHS. End quote. Sounds good. And actually, the eight principles that are articulated in the Privacy Impact Assessment make a good deal of sense, and we encourage listeners to take a look at them. Each of those principles includes a section on risk, and then a section on whether and how that particular risk can be mitigated. It's here that we might not feel so good after reading the document. Of the eight principles enumerated, the risk can only be partially mitigated, at best, in five of those principles. Consider, for example, the principle of participation. Quote, privacy risk. There is a risk that individuals who are not under suspicion or subjects of investigation may be unaware of or able to consent to CPP access to their license plate information through a commercial database. Mitigation. This risk cannot be fully mitigated. CBP cannot provide timely notice of license plate reads obtained from various sources outside of its control, end quote. And further on, quote, Moreover, the only way to opt out of such surveillance is to avoid the impacted area, which may pose significant hardships and be generally unrealistic, end quote. A fair assessment, but not a very comforting realization for those of us in Maine. And two of the three other principles, those of security and of accounting and auditing, have been made somewhat suspect after the CPB license plate reader database, which is of course maintained by a private company, was totally hacked within the past few months claiming that the security and accounting risks have been completely mitigated makes one rush for a dictionary of governmentees. So, enjoy driving almost anywhere in Maine, despite being in an area in which photos of your license plate and maybe the inhabitants of your car 
can be gathered at any time without your knowledge or permission and stuck in a CVP database for five years or more. This is information that we may not want to include in our tourist advertising, and for good reason. As we mentioned, other government agencies are making end runs around Fourth Amendment protections as well, and we'll take a look at some of those right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <music>